Overtime hours for bullshit pay So I can sit out here and waste my life away Drag back home and drown my troubles away It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to For people like me people like you Wish I could just wake up and it not be true But it is Oh, it is What's going on, Patriots? It's been a while, and we're back. So, um, for those of you who don't know, uh, I am now married again. <laughs> so, where's that? There it is. So, we tied the knot on August 14th. Uh, just an amazing ceremony. Um, we absolutely had an amazing time. Um, I, I, I can't tell you any different. We, it, it was great. Had all the family in one place. Um, that doesn't happen too often. So we enjoyed ourselves very, very much in that. We also uh, went to the Great American Reawakening. As you can see with Clay Clark here. Uh, we, went to, we went to the Reawaken tour. And... Um, as members of the press, we went in the back. We were able to consort with uh, General Flynn, um, Alex Stein, uh, many, many other guys here from, um, uh, well, we've talked to some guys from the Epic Times or Epoch Times, as they, as they like to, uh, to tell me it's called. Um, we talked to Chris Day, talked to Wayne Allen Root. But today, what we're going to focus on, Patriots, is a very, 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 very sad situation. Um, I ran into the mother of Ashley Babbitt. My, my immediate, just something in me just walked up to her and just said, Hey, uh, do you mind if I give you a hug? I just wanted to, to just give her a big old hug. Uh, I, I can, I'm a father. I can imagine. And uh, I, actually, I can't. Let me take that back. I, I can't imagine. And neither can most people. We can empathize to a degree, but there are certain things that unless you've gone through them, you, you can't relate. You just can't. We had... Uh, a young lady whose life was cut short, cut very short for all the wrong reasons. Nobody was held accountable, which is the hardest thing, right? Because re remember what happened prior to January the 6th and what led up to it, right? It was the George Floyd. Uh, th there were several cases, Jacob Blake, uh there were just several different cases that occurred during that time frame where all they were yelling about was de-escalation and police, uh, the use of force uh, issues where police would either, uh, most of the time, would go too far in their, in their uh, view. And here we have a case of a young woman Many can argue whether or not she belonged in the Capitol that day in the building, how she got there, all those things. 
for the sake of this are moot. I'm going to show you some things today to draw a very distinct picture for you that shows you the provocateurs behind the January 6th incident. We're going to talk a bit about what their goals truly were, what they were trying to do. <laughs> what, why were they trying to manipulate people into thinking certain things? And who were they trying to manipulate? And what was the end game? We're going to talk about that. Uh, I, I'm going to show you some video with some undeniable evidence that show that proved beyond any shadow of a doubt Antifa was there in the building right next to her provoking every bit of what happened and they did it so that they could sow chaos division confusion they didn't care about the people there that day Michael Byrd the officer who shot her is a coward who laid in wait and didn't even give a warning, hey, stop any of that. I have a gun. Freeze. Nothing. Antifa bust through a window. They bring in materials smuggled in. They bring in changes of clothes. They get the crowd agitated and riled up. And then this, this kind of stuff happens. And unfortunately, it happens to innocent people. People who don't realize that they've been, they've been drawn into these types of situations. I, excuse me if I'm talking slow. I just, uh, th this is something that, that is near and dear to my heart. I, I, I'm very passionate about it. Um, I try very hard to live out my Christian faith on a daily basis but when you understand and see behind the curtain what these people are doing it's very hard it's extremely hard um, you know not not to act in kind not to uh, want talk about take or plan for revenge as I ran into Ashley's mom that day Jerry my co-host who's unable to be with me today had a previous conversation with her prior prior to to me when I walked up to her and you'll see the interview there's no mistake in the pain in in, in this in her eyes I, I, I looked I looked in her eyes I heard her voice I heard the anger I, I, I felt it when I, when I saw her it just emanated off of her it's like you know I, I came to an event like this hoping that people would hear the story and 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 help and give and and make sure this never happens again. And we want to make sure that people that go through this, parents that, that go through this, no, they're not alone. They're not alone. Miss Mickey, you're, you're, you're not alone. Um, 
these guys, they did this, and uh, I, I don't have anyone on the stand. We don't know for sure. No questions ever happened. The investigation was short-lived. But I can tell you what I'm going to show you today paints a very clear picture of a much different story than the one that you were told. A, a, a much different story than the one that you were told. Um, and then, to add insult to injury, Ashley's mom, whose name is Mickey, by the way, she shows up to put a memorial for her daughter in D.C. And when she shows up, they have the gall to arrest a woman whose daughter was murdered by the Capitol Police. The government saw fit to hide this man's name when they released every single officer's name that ever, for that whole 12 months prior, in all of those shootings that they kept, Brittany Murphy, Jacob Blake, uh, 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 George Floyd, all these people that had run-ins with the police, all of their names were outed immediately. We knew, we knew who the cops were immediately. We didn't know who this was. He didn't get to go to court. He didn't stand trial like Derek Chauvin. He got a damn promotion. He's a captain now. Because that's what they do in D.C. when you shoot an unarmed woman. 100 pounds. Who with no threat to nobody. Coming through a small window and it w that was crashed through by a member of Antifa. As she was crawling through with officers close enough to grab her. Stop her. Subdue her. This man laid in wait. Gave no warning and took her life like a coward. Injustice still isn't served. Guys, I put the link in the bio of this video. But please go to standinthegap.foundation. That website again is standinthegap.foundation. This is an organization that's near and dear to the heart of this family. They help with reentry and many more things. If you can give, please do. Please do. So, with that, we're going to get in to this story. And I want you to pay close attention to the video evidence that I show you. Because it tells a very clear story. And that story is much different than the one they led you to believe took place. Much different. I'm going to show you who Ashley Babbitt was. You're going to see the fire that existed in this woman's heart. The bravery that she was willing to not only defend her country as a, a veteran of the Air Force who had been deployed to Afghanistan and other places. She put her money where her mouth was. She didn't just... She wasn't somebody who, who, who Monday morning quarterbacked the situation. She went. 
She served. She was involved. She's an example of someone who cared. But she's an example of someone who was set up by nefarious forces who concocted a situation to draw good, good people in while they snaked away and slithered away, slithered away like snakes in the grass, like they were. They brought changes of clothes. They brought weapons in. They gave fake speeches to agitate the crowd. We're going to show you all of this. They weren't Trump supporters. They didn't care about the country. That wasn't their motivation at all. I'll show you this first video so you understand who Ashley Babbitt was. And when you understand who Ashley Babbitt was, you'll understand more about why she felt the need to go there that day and make her voice heard before she was senselessly executed by a coward cop named Michael Byrd. And here, here's, here's, here's the rundown, folks. And, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. I have never sugarcoated a damn thing on this show from day one. She was a white, conservative patriot. And she was gunned down by a damn cop who was a coward and a Democrat. It did not fit the narrative that the news had been pushing up until that point. Every damn time a cop shot somebody, they were on his helmet from the time the sun went up to the time the sun went down until it was somebody that was an that belonged to the unfavorable side of the aisle. And then he gets a promotion. When it was Democrats getting killed, when they were Democrats on the other side of the situation, it was remove qualified immunity, defund the police. When it was Ashley Babbitt getting murdered by a coward cop, it was hide his identity, give him a promotion. Treat him like a hero for shooting an unarmed 110-pound woman who wasn't a threat to anyone. There was nobody in that chamber that he was protecting. Who, who was he protecting it from? Who was he, he in there protecting? From who? From what? She had no weapon. There were police close enough to grab her. He didn't signal to them to do it. No. He did the coward thing. He pulled the gun, laid in wait, made no warning to her whatsoever, and fired in her direction and took her life. He should never have a restful night of sleep ever again in his life. He should answer for his crimes. They should not be swept under the rug. But who is Ashley Babbitt? Who is she really? Not who the left tries to tell you she is. Not that they can create this character to suit their narrative of some, uh, uh, some radical who busted into the Capitol and wanted to overthrow the government or something. That, that is, none of that is true. None of that is true. This woman was a patriot. She loved her country. She served her country. 
and I'll prove it to you. Watch Ashley Babbitt here. You tell me how much of an insurrectionist, uh, insurrectionist she looks. Tongue-tied as hell because I'm angry. I'm, I'm just mad. But uh, she's not an insurrectionist. She wasn't. This is who she was. 14-year Air Force veteran Ashley Babbitt. Ashley Babbitt. Ashley Babbitt. Ashley Babbitt. Ashley Babbitt. Ashley was both loyal as well as extremely passionate about what she believed in. She loved this country and felt honored to have served in our armed forces. And Ashley Babbitt, a U.S. veteran. She was a really nice person. She deserved better than that. Air Force veteran Ashley Babbitt. Ashley Babbitt. Ashley Babbitt. Ashley Babbitt. Ashley Babbitt. One of the casualties in this attack on the Capitol this month was Ashley Babbitt. She was a Trump-loving small business owner. She had a pool cleaning company right down the road here in San Diego. She was an Air Force vet who served in Iraq and Afghanistan, and she lost her life trying to prevent Biden from becoming president. Today is the three-month anniversary of January 6th. You saw what happened. It was carried live on television, every gruesome moment. By the time thousands of soldiers arrived to restore order, an unarmed woman, an Air Force veteran, lay dead. The funny thing is you almost never hear that woman's name. Possibly that's because she was not a Democratic member of Congress or even a Joe Biden voter. She was a protester. Her name was Ashley Babbitt. She was 35. That's right. And that is the reason 14-year Air Force veteran Ashley Babbitt. She didn't belong to the right political party. Her skin color wasn't the right color. It didn't promote the story that they wanted told. They want division. And I don't say her skin color wasn't the right color to cause division. That is, an, that is a factual observation. She cared about her country. Her mom cares about this country. So her mom goes to the Capitol. She goes there like most parents do, like most family members that have something like this happen to them, unfortunately. And they go and they put flowers down. They have a memorial. They remember their loved ones. Well, I guess that's not allowed when you're a conservative trying to honor your daughter's sacrifice. Trying to remember the fact and bring attention to the fact that she was executed by a coward named Michael Byrd and the Capitol Police. Let's take a look at exactly what happened to Ashley Babbitt's mother as she went to the Capitol to remember her daughter. As you see there, she was arrested. Can you imagine Going to sit flowers down to create a memorial for your dead child. The one I'm sure you pine for. Each and every night you wish she was dead. Parents are not supposed to bury children. It's not the way this is supposed to happen. But instead of being comforted by people who are supposed to protect us. Instead of being met with understanding, kindness, and human decency. She was met by that same Capitol Police Force that executed her daughter. 
who abandoned their post in front of the door they were protecting at the behest of Antifa that allowed her daughter to be executed by Michael Byrd. And I don't say that lightly because I'm going to show it to you here in just a second. But Ashley Babbitt was a patriot. No other way to put it. She was a patriot. She embodied patriotism. She cared. Listen. Because you guys refuse to choose America. America over your stupid political party. Her death sending shockwaves throughout the country. There's been a flood of support for Babbitt online and even a number of unconfirmed family donation accounts on GoFundMe. It's sad that she was in there. It's sad that she was shot. This Trump supporter did not appreciate breaching the Capitol nor does he support the idea of making Babbitt a symbol. So, that guy right there, um, I liken him to establishment candidates. Uh, they want you to scream real loud, act like you care, but sit in the corner and do nothing. Don't get involved. Don't speak out. Keep your political opinions to yourself. Don't proselytize, don't protest, don't fight for anything. Patriotism like his, it changes nothing. He won't be remembered. These people are weak. They're absolutely weak. The ones who do not understand that Evil will not retreat. It must be beaten back. Let me say it again. Evil will not retreat. It must be beaten back. If you think that the same people that are coming into your children's classrooms to have drag time, story time, are just going to say, oh, we're sorry, we're wrong, we won't do it again, we'll remove all the pornographic books from the library, we won't be allowing the, our, our, our school counselors uh, to push gender affirmation on your children and keep it a secret from the parents. We won't, we won't do that no more. We were all wrong. We apologize. Do you, do you think that's going to happen? Do you think that they're going to say, oh, you know what, all these, all these males that we're putting in women's sports, it was a giant accident and misunderstanding. We won't do it again. No, it's not going to happen. You're going to have to fight to put things back the way they should be. Now everyone so the way they should be, oh my God, did he say that? Yes, let me say it again, the way they should be. Where our women are not oppressed, where the people in our country can have open discourse, debate, and discussions, and the government isn't paying the FBI to go in and meet with social media companies to censor you and me if we say something they don't like. If we criticize this criminal of a president who's enriched his family with money from foreign nations that he got for doing who knows what, creating shell companies to hide the cash, admitting to it on phone calls that he had with foreign leaders, yet he's still sitting there. He's still in office. Ashley Babbitt has no justice. Michael Byrd is a captain in the police force now. He... He didn't get demoted. He didn't go to trial. He got promoted for killing an unarmed woman who posed no threat to anyone. 
That's the kind of justice we get on the right. Because the prevailing notion is that we deserve it. We're hateful, intolerant Nazis that don't believe in all the woke, that, that don't push belief, and we preach against the woke agenda. We're Christians. We're those hateful Christians who won't come up off our beliefs, who won't turn our back on our God and our Bible and what it says inside of it. And they can't deal with that. So they have to demonize us. What choice do they have? This is why they still haven't released the, te uh, the, uh, the Nashville Shooters Manifesto. Because if they did, what you would see inside is that she targeted Christians. But you know what they got mad about? Not the three dead children that, whose lives were lost for no reason, but because she was a damn terrorist. They got mad because someone said her name. And it wasn't the one that she created for herself, but it was the one given to her by birth that was attached to her gender, her actual gender. What the hell is wrong with people? When did we become so weak? When did we become so just uncaring? When did we give up the fight? What happened to land of the free home of the brave? What happened? Where are you at? Why aren't we seeing more? With several countries that have stepped out to protect the traditional family in their countries. And here we are, turning our back on our God, allowing, mutila uh, allowing our children to be mutilated in the name of some ideology that they can't even explain. You tell me what a woman is and then we can talk about the rest. Look at this. Take a look at this video and you tell me if Ashley Babbitt was a threat to the officers that, or anyone that day. Look at this and then you tell me, were they right? Was this woman life take, was her life taken needlessly like I say it is like like I say it was Take a look Yes it's a, it's a case based upon the use of excessive force which is a violation of the 4th amendment It's a universal principle in police work that you only use that amount of force which is necessary to accomplish your lawful goal In this particular case um the officer used deadly force when deadly force was not justified. Well, the Department of Justice is saying the Capitol Police officer acted reasonably, that hundreds of rioters were there. They were breaching uh, the, uh, the Capitol there. Many of them were uh, wearing uh, tactical gear, body armor. A lot of them were chanting, hang Mike Pence. Um, they say that he acted reasonably. Uh, what are your thoughts on that defense? We didn't act reasonably because at that particular time, uh, the lady was going through the window. The officer's life was not in danger. Uh, members of uh, Congress were not in that lobby. No one's life was in danger. I mean, the lady went through. That's it. No one's life was in danger. 
You're only supposed to use the force to equal the threat that opposes you at that point in time. And that is the reason they didn't want the footage that Carl, uh, that Tucker Carlson showed everyone out there. 16,000 hours of footage of people peacefully walking through the hallways in the Capitol. Peacefully praying with police, singing Christian songs, not destroying, burning the only person shot and killed that day was shot by a police officer, and the person killed was an unarmed woman that wasn't a threat to anyone. So how was the rules? Of, how were the rules of engagement not broken? How was there no abuse of power to shoot an unarmed woman when you're protecting no one? How does that work? Someone please explain it to me. Now, I told you that the people that day acting inside the Capitol, beyond being UCs, and when I say UCs, I mean undercovers. This was one of the reasons they got mad at Carl Tucker Carlson for showing the 16, uh, portion of the 16,000 hours of what took place in the Capitol because they said, plain as day, it puts the lives of our UCs in danger, which means they had undercover agents in the Capitol that day. That day, who were they? I, you know, I, I'm going to theorize. I'm not going to tell you that I have evidence or proof, but I can tell you what I think. In Georgia, they had a police training center that was bombed, firebombed by Antifa. They threw uh, Molotov cocktails at it. They fought with the police. To this day, no one's been arrested. No one's been tried for it. Imagine that. Imagine that. They don't know who did it. Because I've seen several pieces of footage that show people's eyes, even though they're wearing masks. And your eyes are just like your fingerprint. These people aren't stupid. If they wanted to find out who did these things, they would. If they wanted to pursue and prosecute them, they would. Part of the reason I believe very firmly that they haven't prosecuted these guys from Antifa is because I believe there is a faction of Antifa that may or may not be Antifa, but I believe in my heart of hearts that these people are provocateurs and they're there at the behest of this administration. Now, whether or not that part's true, we don't know. I can only tell you what I think based on all of the things we've seen take place over the last couple of years. Because it isn't like we don't have evidence that our government absolutely has our back 100% through lockdowns, through masks, through all the lies, through election tampering, through uh, uh, enriching your family with uh, money from foreign nationals for political favors, to accepting money from the Kremlin, from Ukraine, from Romania, from China, from having your whistleblowers arrested because they're going to tell on you before they get a chance to, you send the FBI to arrest them. You send the FBI to social media companies to shut people up. You write letters to make it seem as if the intelligence agencies all said that the laptop that we all know for 100% fact is your son's. I almost cursed. Uh We know for a fact that you people are criminals. The Biden crime family is just that. If that laptop would have been Eric or Donald Trump Jr.'s laptop, 
we would not be having this discussion. He would not be in office. Impeachment proceedings would have already occurred. And then some, because they didn't have any evidence on Donald Trump, not enough to impeach him any time that they actually tried. But you know what? It didn't stop them because it wasn't about impeaching Donald Trump. It was about election interference. That's exactly what they're still doing right now when they're trying Donald Trump in Georgia and Florida and New York and D.C. and all these places, all these things they're doing. Look at the dates they're having the trials. Look at the dates they're having the arraignments. They're trying to intentionally make it hard for him. But we can't let him. Because the 45th president is going to be the 47th president. And these people who did these things, and every domino that falls right behind Joe Biden, and that goes through the rest of the entire Democratic Party, we're coming for you. All these people that you've needlessly levied charges against and concocted things that did not exist and all this in an effort to take power, to fool the people, to intimidate those who you don't want to speak. You won't catch that with, with real patriots. That will never happen. We will never stop talking. We will never stop exposing you. And there's nothing you can do but kill us to stop us. Absolutely nothing. So, as I promised, there were foreign actors in the building that day, right next to Ashley Babbitt. And I told you I was going to show you this video. You take a look for yourself, and I'm going to set the context for you after I show you a few more. And you'll understand exactly why I say what I'm saying. Watch. Through it all, a single gunshot was fired. That bullet killed 35-year-old Air Force veteran Ashley Babbitt. According to the Department of Justice, Babbitt had traveled from California to D.C. to protest the 2020 presidential election results and was among a mob of people that entered the Capitol building and tried to force their way into the Speaker's lobby. Was Ashley Babbitt murdered in the eyes of her family? In the eyes of her family, of course she was. I mean, there was just no legal justification to take her life. Last month, the DOJ cleared the unidentified Capitol Police officer who shot Babbitt, finding there was not enough evidence to support a criminal prosecution or that the officer willfully used force that was constitutionally unreasonable. But Terry Roberts, who specializes in police misconduct and civil rights litigation, says the Babbitt family now plans to file a multi-million dollar wrongful death lawsuit against the Capitol Police Department. That's, that is a separate issue, but what I want to do is I want you, I'm going to rewind this for a second. I want you to pay close attention. This here is the gun that that coward, uh, Michael Bird, pulled with no warning. You look at the window and how the windows cracked or that the officer here. willfully. Those people that did those things, busted those windows, brought those weapons in, were later identified as Antifa members. Continue watching this. I'll go on to the other videos that will absolutely conclusively show you who these people were, and then you can derive for yourself what their intentions were for being there that day.
used force that was constitutionally unreasonable. But Terry Roberts, who specializes in police misconduct and civil rights litigation, says the Babbitt family now plans to file a multi-million dollar wrongful death lawsuit against the Capitol Police Department, alleging the Capitol Police officer who killed Babbitt had no right to fire his weapon, hitting her in the shoulder, causing her to fall back from the doorway and down to the floor. She later died at the hospital. She shouldn't have been there. Does the conversation go any farther than that? It goes very much farther than that. Roberts says Babbitt was unarmed, trying to climb through a narrow window next to a door to the speaker's lobby. He claims since Babbitt was facing forward, she could not see the officer, his gun drawn, at a sharp angle to her left. Roberts says Babbitt's view of the officer was further obstructed by a barricade of furniture blocking the door. And although you can hear someone in this video yelling Both the Capitol of Police people. Officer had pulled out his gun. Both of those people right there, as you see, this young man here, as well as this one here, and the one in the yellow flag. Pay very close attention to them because we're going to expose who they are coming up here shortly. Yelling the Capitol Police Officer had pulled out his gun. Robert says it was too loud for Babbitt to hear that warning and that his investigative team has interviewed at least six other people who say the officer himself gave no verbal warning of his own before firing. Now, what I want you to understand and see is that behind Ashley, there, there were police officers standing in front of that doorway. They were there. You know why they left? Because the members of Antifa said, leave or else. I can't make this up, folks. I can't make it up. They said, leave or else, more or less. And the officers walked away. The anger that surges through me, just, just watching it is... <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure that you, you understand exactly what I'm saying. Well, watch the rest of this video. We're going to go on to the next ones, and we're going to have someone who was there that day filming those who were filming, and you'll get a much better idea as to who these provocateurs really were. And unfortunately, it ended up with Ashley losing her life. But let's look at who was really to blame. Let's look at the guys who agitated, provoked, and planned this and used it to their benefit stood on the backs of real patriots just to make themselves a little taller to cause chaos and division. Let's look. I mean, stepping into the speaker's lobby might be unlawful, but it doesn't warrant the death penalty. So you know, we, don't, we don't shoot protesters in this country unless they're an immediate threat to somebody. The DOJ says it reviewed video of the shooting, evidence from the scene, statements from the officers that were there, as well as the autopsy results from Ashley Babbitt before deciding there was not enough evidence to move forward with a criminal investigation. Through if it you all, just saw the video that I saw, there was so much more evidence that could have been used in a criminal investigation that should have been used to indict and put behind bars Michael Byrd. There was as much evidence right there in that video on Michael Byrd as there was Derek Chauvin against George Floyd. 
unnecessarily kneeling on someone for that long, even if the, the move was in the, uh, in the training guide and all of that, you're heartless. Even if you disagree with the conviction and the, the, the type of conviction he got or the fact that they mixed charges and gave him through the book at him, whether or not you even agree with any of that or not, the guy kneeled on someone as they cried for their mother and continued to kneel on him even after he passed away without ever checking. Now, I have mixed feelings about it because I feel like a lot of his superiors were at fault as well. I feel like there were more people that should have taken uh, 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 taken a hit rather than Derek Chauvin alone. And I feel like they kind of threw him under the bus to save themselves. And in this case, Michael Bird, as you see in that video right there, right there, no warning, no threat, 110-pound woman, no weapon, fires, kills her, case is open and shut. It's open and shut. But they didn't even want to open the case. Jesus said you'll know them by their fruits. That's what he said. And that's exactly what we see. We see their fruits right there. Demo camera. Who now, this is an interview on Crossroads. Um, and this interview is with, and I don't want to say her name wrong, Masako Ganaha. Now, she was there, and she was filming those who were filming. And what she sees, and, and I mean, this girl is smart, smarter than you think. Listen to what she says. Look at the video she shows you, and remember those people I told you to remember who they were earlier. Yellow flag, red hat. Remember those guys, and listen to what Miss Masako is telling you right now. Listen camera who was who got the picture of the person who took that previous video uh, am I explaining yes, correct yes. so I could see who took that previous video and I saw his face and from that video Andy no Andy identified the person who took the video was one of the member of Antifa Antifa and who was taking the picture now, the video please understand these people were not there that day because they were Trump supporters. Those people weren't there that day because they cared about the election. Those people were there that day for one reason and one reason only, and they got it, was to cause chaos, confusion, to sow divisiveness, to tear down and destroy. And yet, they're still not deemed a terrorist organization in this country. I don't give a damn what the government says. I don't care what court uh, in, in whatever state they're in. Any, I don't care what any one of them say at any legislative branch that exists. They are domestic terrorists, and every patriot in this country knows it. And if our government is unwilling to recognize that fact, that doesn't mean that we have to be ignorant. They're terrorists. They should be treated like terrorists. Listen to what Ms. Masako is saying. Picture, the video, and I think he was there to report, report, uh, as if um, 
Trump supporter attacked, and police shot the woman who was unarmed. And he was saying that she was she is dead. How can you tell? She just got shot, and she got medic was there, so people are trying to help her. And the police are saying we can save her. Yes. yes. And so, the reason I think that she was concerned about the fact that he continually said she was dead, even before knowing whether or not she was dead, is because he wanted to sow that into the minds of the people that were there. He wanted the uproar. He wanted the chaos. He wanted people swarming, fighting, rioting. He wanted all of that. That was the goal. That was the mission. That's why they were there. They had no other reason to be there. This is just like when they would jump on the back of BLM uh, protests and go through Chicago and just tear the whole place up. You think that these guys are liberals? You think that they care about the cause? You think they care about BLM? Or you think any of that? They don't. They're there for one reason, to destroy and cause chaos and to tear down. They don't care about black, white issues, race issues of any kind. They don't care about the country. They don't care about the election. They don't care about it. They're here for one reason and one reason only, and that is, in my opinion, completely to destroy, undermine, and overthrow the, this country right here. And you can only do that from within. The United States is too strong to be beaten by another country and be overthrown. So what do you have to do? You have to attack the minds of the people that are here and pull some kind of giant psyop on the people and get them to turn on themselves and have the fighting be from within. can also open up our borders and start bringing in people, all military-age men, and move them all around the country, too. Now, I'm not saying that I know that for a fact, or that's what their plan was with these people that they brought over. But I tell you what, it's damn possible. We have thousands of Chinese troops in Canada right now, right above us in in. in, in in Canada. Did you know that? Thousands, over 10,000 right now, troops in Canada. China China is putting bases on uh, Cuba right now. You remember little Cuba missile crisis thing while JFK was president? Well, it's happened again, except this time we got a bunch of cowards in office. We have a guy in office who's completely compromised and most likely being blackmailed, so he can't do anything. He can talk a big game. Well, he can't even do that because he can't even complete a sentence. But he's completely compromised, so he can't defend the interest of the United States because if he does, Xi Jinping, Zelensky, and the likes will probably take all of the evidence and all the receipts they have from all the payoffs they gave him and out him. And he can't afford that to happen. Can't afford that to happen. I, I, you, you can't make this stuff up. You know... It, I never thought I would see a day where the country that I love, the one that my grandfather fought for, the one that your grandfathers have fought for, we called the land of the free, the home of the brave, and there were certain things we were told our whole lives would never happen here in the United States, and they're happening. And they're happening because you're not saying anything, and you're not standing up. Folks, if you're waiting for the revolution to occur, it already is happening. It's happening right now. Get out, get involved, join an organization, uh, join your any conservative organization around you. Find out how to get involved, back a candidate, donate, do something. 
Do something because if you don't, we're going to lose our country. If we lose this next, elect, this next election right now, we'll be fighting for a century or more to get our country back from the damage that these Marxists and socialists are going to do. But you have to ask yourself, how is it possible that a guy has so much evidence against him for wrongdoing, for corruption, and so forth, so much evidence stacked taller than I stand. And yet, the Democratic Party is still backing him as their nominee right now. Right now, so far. We've lost our way, folks. We've lost our way. The government you think is following the law, has your best interests at heart, and, and, and believes in the Constitution and all that? I'm not, I'm not being uh, figurative when I say this. It's not there right now. That's not who's there right now. When they said if Trump does, if Trump wins this election, we have an insurance policy. What do you think that they meant? What do you think they meant? They meant all these baseless indictments. They meant all these baseless investigations. They meant all these basement, uh, baseless impeachment hearings they meant all the things that you see happening right now this is a communist takeover by people who have infiltrated the democratic party who have completely brainwashed people on the left into fighting to put themselves in chains <laughs> you know i'm telling the truth um this next video is also uh, by our friends over at the Epic Times, and uh, we're going to have the Epic Times on the Patriots Prayer podcast later this week. Uh, I was planning on having him on tomorrow. However, some things came up, so we may have to push it one day. But what a story. What an amazing story uh, to tell. And I, I won't get into that now, but look forward to it. It's coming. It'll be day after tomorrow. What an amazing story we have for you about people who have really escaped real communism and came here um, to tell you, you know, how crazy it is that people here are standing for the things that they fought and uh, basically sacrificed life and limb to get away from. So that's coming up here soon. So the next video that we have here. Call the name uh, of the young lady is by Mr. Gosar, is Representative Gosar, and he's asking some very poignant questions that just shows, just goes to show you how biased they are and how much they don't care when it's a conservative who is executed by a law enforcement officer. They're very unwilling to answer questions, very unwilling to take a stance, even though the law is clear as to what the rules of engagement are. Listen to this. Lady. A veteran wrapped in an American flag that was killed in the U.S. Capitol? I do. Uh, her name was Ashley Babbitt. Yes, Ashley Babbitt. Was Ashley Babbitt armed? Uh, again, Congressman, I mean to be respectful no, of your Rosen, observations, but Ashley, I just don't Mr. want to Rosen, talk about individual Rosen, situations. Uh, or reclaiming my time, Mr. Rosen. No, she wasn't. She was wrapped in a U.S. flag. Was the death of Ashley Babbitt a homicide? Uh, uh, Congressman, I'm not trying to be unhelpful here, but I, I just cannot I, I, comment. I understand, but I mean, reclaiming my time, as the death certificate says, it was a homicide. Who executed Ashley Babbitt? 
Congressman, I'm just going to have to say the same thing here, that I, I don't want to get into the specific I, I facts thank, thank and investigations. Very much. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Now, Chief Conte, what are the rules of engagement at the D.C. protest? At D.C. protest, sir? Yes. Yeah, we are, the only time that uh, we engage in donning riot gear, that kind of thing, is when, in situations where there's an actual attack that's going on, sir. I'm not sure that... Uh, uh, well, I appreciate, I appreciate you, and thank you for your service. Clinton's World, ladies and gentlemen, from Insurgents USA, John Sullivan, the U.S. Olympian that was... Watch this. ...caught by his own hand. So... He's talking about John Sullivan, who is, who is a, a, an Olympian. Those guys there. Now, I told you to pay close attention to those people that I pointed out earlier. We're going to figure out who they are. We already know one of them was an actual Antifa member. So we assume the rest are too. But let's take a look at what they actually did and how they were overlooked. And get this. None of these men right here, along with Ray Epps, are jailed in dc right now you, you explain that one to me explain that one to me explain to me how stephen colbert's uh uh, uh cast uh, people that work for the stephen colbert show went into the capitol and they were released and they were in charge so when we say these are political prisoners we mean it they are there in prison they're being held uh there uh, the january 6th folks are being held because of their political affiliation. Because people who did the same exact thing they did, but had different political affiliation, are not in prison. Listen. Listen. His own video raiding the Capitol. Here he is. You can see him talking to the police officers. He says, we will make a path right through you dead-ass serious, and convinces them to leave. You're telling me and this is this is the same moment that Ashley Babbitt gets shot in the neck and dies. You're telling me that this BLM extremist got all the way here and convinced the cops to stand down? Hold the phone. Watch this. I just, we, will make a, we will make a path to that. So... Like he said, the guy said, we'll make a path, path through you, dead ass. You just heard him say. Now you see two Capitol Police officers standing right in front of that door. Right there they are. Right after these people made that demand, made that threat, these police officers abdicated. They, they deserted. I, I don't even know what else to call it. We used to shoot soldiers for that. These people deserted their posts. And as a result, someone died. They didn't tell anyone to stop. They didn't warn people to get back. They stood there just as calmly as they possibly could and did nothing. And this is what happened. Keep looking. They brought weapons, as you see. They're the ones beating the windows, remember. Dead ass. That means dead ass serious. He's like, I want you to go home. And then as soon as they leave, come on, let's get this shit. Let's go back. Yeah, so see, he waves the other. 
He waves the other officer on right there. And he's like, yeah, come on, get out of here. I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but come on. I mean, did you see what I just saw? Let's look at that again. Just, I'll take it back a few seconds. Watch this police officer here in the upper left-hand side of your screen and watch as he tells the other police officer standing next to him without doing much of anything but nodding his head, come on, let's go. Like, let him in. Watch. Come on, let's go. See that? And then they all three abandon their post. Cowards. That's when it becomes violent, when this dude led them up there. Now watch what happens. He's also the one that screams, there's a gun. Kind of makes me wonder if this now, guy was able to film and get all the way up here. Keep in mind, he did yell that there's a gun. You have one, two, three, I, I count about five people right there. Five different people. One guy busted through the window what looks like to be a, a, a stick that uh, held a flag or something. The other guy was handed a helmet that was snuck in by the guy that had the uh, yellow cloth around him. I'm not sure if it was a don't tread on me flag or what it was, uh, a Gadsden flag. But none of those people were shot. None of those people were warned. He never even took aim at any of those people. It wasn't until Ashley Babbitt stepped up to that window that he, he jumped out and fired. I mean, people, I, you're seeing what I see. You're seeing what I see. And if this man isn't guilty of murder, no one is. The, 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 over, the, the use of force was absolutely uncalled for. Uncalled for. And all these provocateurs that were standing around and agitating the crowd to cause this to happen and those police officers who left their post to allow this to happen, they all should take blame. Every single one of them are to blame. Look. Leading these people. Hmm. absolutely nuts that they thought it was okay to do that and now a mother a husband a family gets to miss somebody who's never going to come home because this cop had to be a coward And then the Capitol Police as a whole had to be cowards. Because they didn't come forward. Do you think those police got in trouble for leaving their posts? He didn't even give a warning shot. He didn't say freeze, stop, nothing. What was the main thing they said? The Brittany, um, Brittany, uh, uh, I forget her name. They busted in the front door. They came through with the no-knock warrant. They said they didn't say police first or none of that. It's the same thing, man. It's the same thing.
except for they had a no-knock warrant. This guy could see through the glass. I mean, this was glass. He could see she was wrapped in an American flag. He could see she was a very small-stature woman who wasn't a threat, crawling through a little hole in a glass window. Even if she started to get through, what was she going to do? She had no, no weapon on her. You had police close enough to her to grab her and stop her. What was the point of firing the gun? The use of force was exceeded that day. He could have, he could have accomplished the same exact thing by shooting the gun in the air. That would have jolted them enough to step back. That would have been the warning shot. That would have been called for. But giving a coward a promotion because he shot an unarmed woman, uncalled for. Absolutely uncalled for. Let's take a look at CNN, the Communist News Network, as they interview Antifa members. And they don't delve or ask anything about where did you get this information. They don't dig any deeper than are you going to say what we want to hear? Okay, we don't care who you are or what group you belong to. CNN is, is also not just the Communist News Network, but they're the Coward News Network as well. Absolutely. Listen to this. Watch this, and you'll see those same Antifa members doing the same damn thing. CNN. Um, as they are interviewed by Anderson Cooper, who, by the way, was with the uh, CIA prior to becoming a news anchor at CNN. You don't believe me? Just ask your Echo device. Google it. Do your research. Project Mockingbird in full effect, I guarantee. Watch this. CNN saying that he was a witness and he saw the he wasn't women a witness. He was on a provocateur. But CNN didn't say about him or why he was there. And so it's, it's a very strange incident right now. And then one of the other... So there it is. It's not like they cared why he was there because they knew. This is the same CNN who appeared outside of Roger Stone's house before the FBI did when they went to go execute a warrant. This is the same CNN who got caught on open microphone saying that they knew the Russia hoax was a hoax. It was all a lie. But they were caught saying, hey, the ratings were too good to stop. So here's a news organization who actually took place in election interference and election tampering by pushing the lie and were never held liable. And it, it, but yet Fox got sued by uh, a, a, the vote, uh, a Dominion for what, 800, what, million or billion or however much, with exorbitant, crazy amount of money for what they said about Dominion. However, we got CNN here saying that they knew that they were lying when they were lying, but the lies were getting them so much ratings that they didn't want to stop the lie. Plus, they wanted Trump out of office. Go back and look at the clip of James O'Keefe of the Veritas Project interviewing the technical producer of CNN, and you'll see yourself. You'll see. You'll see yourself. Now, the mainstream media is the, absolutely 100% in on the lie. We knew they were in on the lie from the beginning because uh, it just seemed like one whole side of the story was being ignored by the media. All the things that we're talking about are not they're not Republican. They're not Democrat. They're just true or false, good or bad. But that's not what today's media is about. Today's media 
is simply about one thing and one thing only. It's an agenda-driven process. CNN, the media, uh, music industry, uh, newspaper companies, you name it, search engines, social media companies, with, the, with, with a very few exceptions, are all led by this same propaganda arm of the government. You will never convince me today that CNN and many of the media companies that are out there right now are not propaganda arms of the government, no different than what we see in Russia and other third world countries. They are state-controlled and state-ran media, which is why they wouldn't let us say anything outside of their official narrative and put it on the news or put it on uh, 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 Facebook or Twitter or anywhere else. Matter of fact, Facebook just came out with their own little agreement with them where they're not going to allow talks, bad talk about the vaccine on their network, on their social media platform. This is America, people. But it's not going to be America much longer if you don't fight for it. If you don't get up off your ass and go do something, go join something, go be part of something, teach your kids the truth, don't let these public schools indoctrinate your children. That's what they're doing. They're indoctrinating them. If you're a Christian, the 11th commandment is not thou shalt be nice and the other 10 are lies. That's just a fact. They're not. And I borrowed that from Vody Bauckham. I love the guy. John MacArthur, Paul Washer, shout out to every one of you guys. I absolutely love your ministries. But people, we need to stand up and be strong right now when it counts. Everybody usually has to come up with these hypotheticals. Hey, what would you do if this happened, if that happened, if you were in the end days? How would you? We're here, people. Here we are. What are you doing? You got your opportunity right now. It's right now. The opportunity's right now. What are you doing? That's what it, really, really what it boils down to. What are you doing right now? Because it's happening right now. Let's listen. How does, uh, when I saw this, he's not Trump supporter. Because he was leading the crowd and communicating with those uh, other guy. And he was changing, changing his appearance. How? Exactly. Girl, it's not dumb. She, she caught it. She's seen it. They were not Trump supporters. There were many people even out front yelling at the Capitol Police and other police officers out there that didn't have their names on their badges, had their faces covered up. They were throwing tear gas, tear gas into the crowd to agitate them, pulling the gates back. I, I know people who were there personally. I talk to them every damn day. I know what happened. I had I have first-hand uh, 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 a testimony from people who were there that day, not to mention all of the video coverage that I've seen, but I know people who were there. And I'm telling you, you're not getting the whole story. They're lying to you. Every chance they get, they're lying to you. Do not fall for it. If you think that we work for a government that can look for Saddam Hussein in the entire country of Iraq and find him hiding in a little hole in the far end of one corner of his country, but we don't know who put the pipe bombs in the Capitol, you're crazy. You're crazy. If that's the case, I got some land on the, on the moon that I want to sell you, and you probably are gullible enough to buy it. But let's listen to what Ms. Masaka says, and because, uh, like I said, very smart woman. She understood what was going on. She saw it all, and she got it on video. Just listen. To that lady, right? But I was watching 
the people around her. And I just, I saw two men who was leading the crowd. And one man got in front of the people facing uh, one of the, I think, police or guard. And he was saying, hey, everybody, he was saying. And it looked like he was trying to calm everybody down. But what he was doing was, I think he was trying to everybody get upset so that people would attack. That's what I thought. And he got, he didn't have anything at first. In his hands. In his hands. But he had his body right next to him. With He has a yellow flag uh, around his body. He gave this man uh, a black helmet. And when he got the helmet, he took his hat off. The hat. He handed him a weapon right in front of those Capitol Police that you see standing directly in front of him. And they handed him a weapon, and those police did nothing. They stood there. Now, the rules of engagement with a weapon in hand of a provocateur standing directly in front of you, all of a sudden the rules change. But instead of them actually acting like police officers, they act like cowards. Watch. It was really thick winter hat. So I think he used it as a cushion to, to hit the glass with the helmet. So he started to crush the window. And then uh, one man right next to him, he had a stick, and he was also hitting the glass. But I did not know that if he was part of them or not. But those two were uh, actually clearly communicating when they were doing this action. And then he broke the window, and then the lady climbed up the window, and she got shot. And the camera goes to the women, right? But though I was looking those two guys. One with the yellow flag went to the crowd. And the other one who actually hit the window went to downstairs where the police were. And I saw him. He, was, he did not escape. He was down there, and he had his backpack. And it was gray and with black on the back. So I could see that was his back with the color. And I saw him that he was opening the backpack and he was putting his hat, I think, or shirt inside the backpack. And he changed his appearance so that I think he... That says it all. Now, did he go run and hide in the Capitol bathroom to change his, uh, his appearance? No, he didn't. He was very comfortable changing his appearance right there and less than 10 feet away a, a line of sight from the police officers that were there people there was something else going on that day and we know this because they already said UC's were involved we know Antifa was there and we know neither one of those neither one of, of those two groups are, are fans of Trump neither ones are fans of our republic Neither ones are fans of conservatives. So we had a lot of things that were acting against us that day. And yet they, they never want to talk about it. They never, they never want to discuss the reality of the situation because all they want to do is push their narrative. 
Truth doesn't matter anymore, people. That's the, that's the issue. It, 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 what's right and wrong doesn't matter. What's right and left does to these people. That's the, that's the whole problem right there. I have friends that are liberals, and we can agree to disagree. They know my heart is in the right place. They know I believe the things I believe because I believe them. And, and my intentions and believe them are good, not just for myself, but for everybody. These people aren't like that. These people are Marxists. <laughs> What's funny is Antifa is supposed to stand for anti-fascist, right? Well, I'll try anti-First Amendment. That's more, that's more like what they are. They are the fascists. You can't disagree with them. You can't have an alternate opinion. You can't have a debate or an open line of discourse with them. You, you can't do it. Why? Because they're fascists. They're fascists. And they will jump on the back of anyone's movement. And they'll take it over. And they'll demonize it. And they'll cause division and they'll tear down. And chaos follows them wherever they go. But for some reason, the one thing that never follows them anywhere they go are arrest warrants. Draw your own conclusions. Because I'm drawing mine. I'm 100% drawing mine. Now, I'm going to play for you the, uh, the interview um, that I did with uh, Miss Mickey, Ashley Babbitt's mother. And uh, you, you can hear the pain in her voice and see the anger in her eyes, folks. And I understand completely, and so will you. Let's take a look. Hey, my name is Eddie. I'm with the Patriots Prayer Podcast, and we're all with you. We're all fighting with you. We're all it, it's angry at this whole situation. Michael Burr's name was kept from the public for so long. We still haven't seen him uh, brought to light, brought to justice. There's been charges filed. We all saw what happened, and a defenseless woman was pushed into a plate glass window where someone fired to the other side while there were police officers close enough to just grab your dog. You saw the same video. I haven't, actually. You didn't see I have it. Not. I appreciate your interest. Uh, Michael Burns has been promoted, promoted to captain. We absolutely need justice for that day. There's no, um, there's no statute of limitation on murder. Uh, we need to continue to go after him. Thank you so much. So, folks, that's it. That's it for today's episode. But for Ashley, please go. And, and if you can give, please give. If you care about this country, if you care about the future, if you care about our republic, and I'm not talking about armchairs sitting back on your couch watching the news cussing at the TV carrying. I mean time to get up, time to do something, time to join something, time to go out and be a part of something, care. Please go to 4Ashley and give. Go to standinthegap.com.
foundation and give and folks uh please check us out on the patriotsprayer.com uh and support us at your one-stop gift shop.com that's how we do this folks that's how we keep coming back for more that's how we're able to attend those conventions that's how we're able to do all the things that we're able to do for you and uh we we don't we're not by any means rich or making any money off of the show we operate in the red constantly but anything that you can give would be absolutely appreciated to help us continue to fight the good fight. So, as I say each and every time we do the show, the silent majority, you need to stop being silent and stand your ground. We'll see you next time on the Patriots Prayer Podcast.